You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here you will find real life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, me, Serena Rose. I am a ceremonialist who believes that our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Welcome to Authentically Me podcast with Serena Rose. Today I am doing something very exciting and I have my first podcast guest and it's very divine and fitting because there was a name drop last week. Don't know if you guys caught that. I was talking about my dear friends. Alexa and Jordan. And so I have here with me today, Mr. Jordan Bowditch. Can you say hi and just introduce yourself? Hello, hello, my lady. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me. Super stoked to be honest with you. And this is your first one. Um, I'm breaking the seal. I'm popping the cherry. I'll be gentle, sentimental. (laughs) Okay. So that's part of me actually introducing myself. I try and be ruthlessly, authentically myself. I crack jokes that are sometimes politically incorrect, uh, but I trust it because they're coming from a heart that desires connection and ultimately love, um, that it'll be well received. And sometimes it isn't, and then there's some recalibration that comes in. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's kind of my gig. Um, I do other things, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but that feels like a good way to introduce myself. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, I could not be more happy right now in this moment to have you here. And I love how authentic you are in so many different ways and just how you show up and this medicine authenticity, it is so needed. Our world craves it. And so I'm just so excited to share the essence that is you with the world because the more people that wake up and tune in to the present moment and who they really are in that moment and what they're feeling and just being authentic with that, that's where the magic happens. And Amen, sister. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I believe that that you are magical. We are all magical. And I know that you will speak to a large pool of people that maybe I cannot. And so I'm so happy to to have this podcast for that very reason. And yeah, yeah to have you here. Mm, so that feels good. The first time I met you was in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. I had never had any interaction of with you, even on social media, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about you. And we did opening circle at International Tribe Design, uh-huh. and you stepped in and <laughs> literally blew my fucking mind. I was like, whoa, he's going there right out of the gate. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> And I was so blown away by how authentic you were with your heart 
And that has been such a beautiful part of your life for me to watch and be a part of the journey, like watching you meet Alexa and just just how raw you've been with with your heart specifically. And I was wondering if you could speak to that and maybe shine some light on how to do that and what it is that I'm talking about. Yeah. Wow. So that's, I love, like, I didn't even remember slash realize until you reminded me just now that that was like the first time we officially met and had any interaction and what a beautiful container and context to have like a a first meeting. Cause that was in a lot of ways for me, like it was a breakout into a new evolution of myself. Um, And this seems to happen more and more frequently, like the, it's like accelerated, those new evolutions and versions of myself, like pop up a lot more quickly. Um, but that was one of the most notable ones of my life, quite frankly. Um, and so to provide a little context of what you're alluding to in that experience specifically, I had, I was in the midst of a pretty like intense kind of heartbreak. Um, and it was very public in that setting. And this retreat that we're at, uh, that's like the name of the game. It's like, how quickly can we get to the roots of who you are and what you're experiencing and what's most real in that moment so that we can more quickly connect as a collective. Mm -hmm. And those containers with the tribe design experiences are like world-class at doing that. And having been to many at that point, really kind of cutting my teeth in a lot of ways, (laughs) um, it was like, all right, I, I know this game, so to speak. And it's as real as ever in this moment. And that person that I was like going through that heartbreak experience uh, with was actually there. And she was one of the facilitators slash one of the organizers of the experience. And literally 10 minutes before that opening circle. So her and I had been like kind of loosely dating for a few months and I was very much falling in love with her. Mm -hmm. And, but I was really afraid to admit that I was afraid to go into that feeling and explore that deeper, like the fear of commitment and what comes with that, like expectations around if I fully own that, like I'm feeling this, like then what? Oh, then all the stories come up of like past experiences and like love is so difficult being in relationships. It's just not worth it. So like why even go through that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so all that had been coming up in this experience of dating her and long story short-ish, that lack of commitment and not even like, you know, hey, are we boyfriend, girlfriend? It's more like just owning what was happening with me, like kind of hiding it a little bit and um, being hot and cold and being a bit elusive. That led to her falling in love with somebody else And 10 minutes before this opening circle, she told me that. And I was just like, that the big energy in my body was just going off, like big heartbeat, like sweaty palms, like all those intense sensations that oftentimes like I've ran from in the past, that fight or flight kind of response Mm -hmm. uh, that was all coming up. And as we're going into this opening circle, um, I knew that it was bubbling. Something was going to come out. And I was just like letting that be. And as fate would have it, um, (laughs) divine synchronicity struck in a major way, probably in the most profound way in my life, actually to like really at the risk of being a bit over 
uh, dramatic, like that's really what it was because mm -hmm. as the circle came around to me and it was my time to share, uh, we were playing this game um, called Breaking Normal. And it's like an app that you can download that one of our mutual friends started, one of the founders of Tribe Design. And it's a random game, right? Where like you are given a question or a prompt to respond to. And so it's just, it's literally, you know, mathematical randomness. Um, but as it's getting close to me, I know I've played this game before and there's one, there's like the joker in a deck of cards, right? A 52 card game. There's a joker that's one out of 52 chance that you get it. And it's kind of that wild card, right? The equivalent of that to this game is question master, where if you're the question master, you get to ask anybody in the circle a question of your choice. As it's coming around to me, I know that I'm going to get question master. I just know it in my heart and in my being. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to ask this woman in front of everybody if she loves me. Like I'm playing that scenario game in my head, right? Of like, oh, what if this happens? But like, when does it actually happen in real life? Like how many times have we played the scenario game only to find out like it's, ah, it didn't happen. Um, or I didn't make it happen. I believe that I made it happen in that moment mm -hmm. by like thinking and feeling it. Sure enough, comes to me, question masker. I ask her in front of everybody, do you love me? And at the risk of being rejected in front of everybody, you know, there's like 60 plus people at this experience. Um, and basically that's exactly what happened. Um, she's like, you know, well, I have so much love for you. Like, oh, you know, all those things. I'm like, oh, just say no, you know, like whatever. <laughs> And so that like exploded me like wide open. I, I had a little like series that I did after that called Heartbroken to Heart Open. And that like allowed me to be so vulnerable, so open, so malleable that that experience, I stepped into like a new leadership within myself and a new way of showing up so authentically that it was like, here it is. Let's mm -hmm. just, let's do the healing. Let's go through the process together. And so big moments like that. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like these massive moments. Those will happen, but it's also the mini moments of just like, oh, I don't really want to say that. I probably shouldn't. If that's the dialogue that's going on, you probably should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so that's, yeah, a big part of my life's philosophy is like, if I feel like I shouldn't, I probably should. Yeah. I would add to that and just say every moment is massive, really. Yeah, uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can choose right now in this moment to be that authentic self and mm -hmm. it just takes that awareness of, oh, I can choose this in this very moment for myself and yeah. doing it. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing all of that. And I think a lot of men I'm calling all the men to follow this man. <laughs> please, <laughs> please follow this man <laughs> and learn from him because he has a lot to, to share and teach this world. And mm, thank what, you. you're welcome. And what I love about you, Jordan, is I met you then and then I've crossed paths with you so many times in so many different varieties. I have had the honor and pleasure of this experience. And from, you know, like having rap sessions to dinner <laughs> to all kinds of things that we have experienced together. And I have got to witness you showing up in those ground breaking moments in mm -hmm. all of those contexts and 
something that's been super alive for me right now in my field and my life experience is embodying authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I just see you embodying it so powerfully. And I just want to honor you for that. Um, Even down to, you know, health and fitness and how you incorporate and kind of sew everything together in your life. It's, it's really beautiful to, to see. And so thank you for sharing yourself and your medicine with this world. Mm, thank you for that acknowledgement. That feels really lovely in general, but even more specifically coming from you. Um, you know, you are very much somebody that I look to as like an example and a model of authenticity. Like some of the <clears throat> conversations you and I have had, and I've told you this, but like, I'll do some public praising here as well. Since like <laughs> you're giving it to me, I'm gonna throw it right back at you. Um, some of the yeah conversations you and I have had where you've just like said something that probably most people would be like, ah, oh, it's not appropriate. Or like, I'm just going to let that go. Or like, it doesn't matter. Any number of like excuses that would come up for not having like a difficult conversation where there might be some friction, there might be some, some tension, like that that fear of not being liked might come in or, or just, you know, any of those things you, from my perspective, have, re- you've really inspired me. You're pretty masterful at that. Um, there's a few other people in my life and I would say you are up there with the best of them. Like Timothy Eisenman, who we, we both know and love. He very much does that. And he's like, you know, lives on the edge of that where sometimes he probably does say or do the thing that he shouldn't have. But I'll tell you what, like I find that all too often I'll regret the things I didn't do. So I'll say that again. I'll regret the things that I didn't do. Now, sometimes I'll regret the things that I did do, but geez, it's so much better to like, be like okay, went a little too far there, <laughs> learning for the next time than to live in this place of what if, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, what if I had done that? Or what if I had said that? That's mm-hmm. like, oh, like gnaws at me when I've been like too often in my past, I've lived in that place. Um, so thank you for being like a model of that, like in, inspiring me and encourage me to mm. continue to, to like live in that way. Cause it's, there's no other way to live. Like once it's like Pringles, once you pop, you can't stop. Once you <laughs> like really commit to radical honesty, again, from that place of like ultimately desiring connection and love, um, that's like, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. And the love train can keep going because part of my journey with with this and thank you so much for saying that I was just over here smiling I know you can't see me (laughs) but I was just smiling receiving and the whole philosophy face the fear and do it anyway Mm -hmm. that was revolutionary for me and my own growth and that is something that I watched you, the Mystic Misfits, <clears throat> the Eisenman brothers. I got to watch all of these revolutionary leaders practice that and do that and own that. And it gave me the courage to to do the same. And so, mm. yeah. So thank you. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Authenticity. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting you went there too speaking of who you view as authentic and who's up there because one of the question bulletins I have written down beside me mm-hmm. is who is the most authentic person that you know 
and why? Why do you view them that way? Mm -hmm. Let that sink in for a minute. You know, I don't even need to. Like, I know who it is. And, like, I was going to try and think of somebody else because I already referenced him. But, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's Timothy Eisenman. Um, as far as somebody that I know directly, and in this case, know very well, one of my close best friends. Um, yeah, he so embodies like radical honesty. And, and once again, I'll say to the point of maybe like mental transparency, and there's, I want to make a, a distinction there, like mental transparency is sometimes like verbal diarrhea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just saying whatever the fuck comes into your mind even if it's not necessarily from a grounded place and with an ultimate desire of connection and love, um, which like, I don't promote that necessarily. Right. Like you can say mean, hurtful things to somebody and there's just, there's no reason behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So like that's, but however, probably more people need to like err on the side of that than like not saying what they really think and feel because I think that that's I'd rather go to the extreme and then like swing the pendulum back and recalibrate more toward the middle um but as far as like who's the what was the like the specific question I want to make sure I'm addressing it right who is the most authentic person you know and why do you view them that way yeah so Timothy is definitely the most authentic person I know and the reason why I view him that way is because he says those things are uncomfortable he asks really thoughtful questions that spark really interesting conversations. Like I know that when I'm going to be, when I'm hanging out with him, that it won't be dull. I'll experience like big energy in my body. We'll go to like fun, comfortable territory. Um, and he's going to say exactly what he thinks and feels. Um, he'll, he'll bring up things in the past that he like, or maybe like festering within him that most people just like, ah, it's in the past. I don't need to bring it up. Like that person probably didn't even see it in the same way that I did. Like, it's not necessary. And he's like, no, I'm going to go there because if it's, if it's still in my consciousness, Mm -hmm. it, it, it like, it needs to come out and be processed. And he's gotten really good at like cultivating wisdom and discernment around when to have those conversations and like who with and how to approach them. And so I've loved being a part of his journey as he's become more masterful at that. Um, But definitely, yeah, he's the most authentic person I know. And now, you know, not that it's like the comparison (laughs) game. Once again, we have a lot of really beautiful, authentic people in our lives, uh, but he embodies it in such a unique way. Yeah. Well, he speaks your language. He does it in a way that, that resonates and vibrates with you and that's that's okay and that's beautiful in fact it's more than okay so yeah thank you for sharing that and part of why I wanted to ask you that question is because I have run in your circle and Uh I know that there's a lot of specifically authentic and and true beings that surround you and it's such a blessing and so I was just curious honestly um, on a personal level, and then also to to share that with my listeners. Um, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should ask Timothy to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good one. It'd get juicy, I trust. <laughs> I bet so. So thank you for answering that. Um, and then I also love that you brought up mental transparency. That's something mm-hmm. that I find very interesting and that I've been 
navigating and practicing discernment and, you know, collecting my own wisdom and experiences with myself. And something that stands out for me with your journey and on this topic is relationships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard a lot of people express Um, And maybe a lot isn't the right terminology. I've heard a couple of people express, wow, I can't believe they shared that online. And it's on comments, (laughs) it's on comments on videos and um, things of that nature. And I've heard, you know, you guys speak about it as well. So I'm wondering if you can share with us um, a little bit about how authentic you are with your relationship and that journey Mm -hmm. and what it is like to share that with the world. And again, Ooh. what what is it that I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, how much time you got? Because I could talk about this for days. <laughs> um, let's, um, let's keep it to maybe a 10 minute conversation. Okay, cool. Thank you for the creative constraint. Yeah, we'll see where we go with this. So, okay, so you kind of started with mental transparency and sharing my journey like pretty publicly and then specifically uh, my relationship dynamics and like my intimate relationship with Alexa. So there's a lot to dissect there. And I would say that, you know, a quote that comes up that I've heard our mutual friend Daniel Eisenman say many times, and I'm sure it came from somewhere else, but what's most personal is most universal. And so I found that when I share some of the most personal aspects of my life, it like sets a precedent, an example for people to like, be fueled by. So like, for example, if I, you know, share that Alexa and I are having some problems communicating, it's like, instead of hiding that in between us, it's like, well, maybe I I like express that online. Like, yeah, yeah, Alexa and I, like, we're having like the past week has been kind of tough. Like we're both going through these um, existential um, life's purpose questions and it's, it's creating some tension amongst us. And this is somewhat of a hypothetical example, but, um, and throwing that out there, it's conventional advice would say, Oh, well, no, that's like private information. That's like between you and Alexa. Um, like, why would you share that with random people or strangers online? And it's like, well, who can't relate to relationship, uh, struggles? Like everyone can. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, it's a breath of fresh air when somebody is real about that and doesn't just put on this front. Oh yeah, my life's perfect. Oh, my relationship. Yeah, it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. And our relationship is great. Right. And it's great largely due to the fact that we're real and raw about what's happening. Um, and we're committed to perpetual growth and expansion, both individually first and most importantly, like from an individual sovereign place so that we can come to the collective of us and realize that the sum is greater than the parts and are like, yeah, we multiply and magnify one another. And it's through that process of like sharing those personal pieces. Um, now, that being said, I'm not going online and sharing everything about our stuff, right? Because first of all, probably people would get sick of it. And it's like, all right, we get it, bro. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't think that that's appropriate necessarily. But like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I share very and like I've talked about um, in the past how masturbation has been something that like I struggled with, right? And I think this is a 
again, what's most personal is most universal. I think a lot of young men have maybe struggled with this. Um, no, maybe about, I know a lot of young men have. And so it's been pretty normalized in like uh, the young men culture. So some, you know, have convinced themselves it's not a big deal. It's normal. It's okay. Uh, but I think that most men have a feeling that it's not serving their highest purpose, like mindlessly masturbating to porn, um, you know, on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day, if you're anything like me, like that, that was a part of my past. And that very much affected my intimate relationships in the past. Uh, and I was like aware of that, but I wouldn't really allow myself to go deeper into that. And what helped me do that was sharing that online. And I remember the first time I did that on a Facebook Live, like, I don't know, probably four or five years ago, something like that. I was, I was like, hey, this is something I struggle with. And I'm, gonna get, I'm giving myself a challenge of 30 days where I'm not going to masturbate for 30 days. It's called Nob Nom. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but this is something <laughs> that like uh, Tim Ferriss popularized. Uh, but it's no booze, no masturbation, Nob Nom. And so I did that. I've done that a few times. And I found that through that process of making a public proclamation of like, this is what I'm experiencing, you know, sharing my story. This is what I'm learning slash want to learn. And here's the challenge that I have for myself and to you, if you want to join me. And so it's kind of like a, a three pronged approach. If you are, there's like three pieces to it. Story, my story, my experience, the lesson that I've, I'm learning through this and the challenge for myself to like grow and transcend past it. Um, and as I've kind of followed that model a bit, it's been so empowering for me individually and for the people that follow me, they're in my circles that watch me online. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been a big part of my journey. So important in those public proclamations and like sharing on a platform like that, hold me accountable to like the things I want to do and say that I'm going to do. It's like, well, shit, I can't be like a, a hypocrite or like say I'm going to do this and then not live up to it. Then I'm like, I'm not reliable. I'm like, ah, you know, it's just this guy who says shit, but doesn't really follow through with it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been great for holding me accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. And just for whoever's listening, I'm just imagining people listening and thinking like, okay, yeah, right. I'm not going <laughs> to go online and start sharing about my masturbation online, mm -hmm. you know? So um, from, I get, I don't want to say a more realistic mm -hmm. standpoint that's not really fitting because the reality is that you can do and say anything that mm -hmm. you desire and it's figuring out what works for you personally mm -hmm. and on an individual level. And so ways that you can practice being more authentic and still, you know, taking on everything that we're talking mm -hmm. about is just by using your voice yep. in the relationship. You know, I know, a lot of people who just even saying to their partner, like, wow, our relationship this week kind of sucks. Like we're, we're really struggling uh, with communicating, you know, owning that and having a conversation about it would be extremely helpful and a great place to start. Totally. So I just want to, to speak to the full spectrum of that. And, you know, it's a lifestyle to mm -hmm. put stuff online. And I've, I've been playing with that myself and what to share and what not to share. Mm -hmm. And really, I feel very comfortable sharing almost everything, to be uh -huh. honest. Um, do you feel that way? The short answer is no. 
<laughs> um, once I do, then there's a new threshold. It's like, okay, now, now the, uh, yeah, the threshold, it's like increased. There's, there's a bigger energy to step into. There's a more scary place. Um, and whether that's being more vulnerable with what's just happening in my life or challenging myself to bigger things, bigger goals, bigger ambitions, so that I'm, I'm making it public to the world that like, this is what I desire and this is what I'm going after. And, you know, opening myself up to, quote, failure uh, and people seeing that, you know, and that being a public thing. So, and, and there's something important to underscore here too. Like, it doesn't really get easier is what I found. I think that there's this, this belief and really this desire that like, okay, once I do this, then it's going to get easier. Then like, okay, I've done it. It's kind of like, like public speaking. Like, I don't think that public speaking really gets easier necessarily. I just become better friends with the whole experience, with the sensations around it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I become like, okay, I've done this before. I've been here. Like this, this isn't fear in my body necessarily, all these like sensations. This is an excitement. This is energy building in my body for this big experience. Um, so that's, that's, that's been what I've like navigated in this whole thing is like, how can I just like feel that energy and let it fuel me instead of like overpower me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And now I'm not sharing absolutely everything <laughs> on there, but my my threshold i would say is pretty pretty high yes. uh -huh. um and i view it as a way to push my edges mm -hmm. and to challenge myself too um and that's something that i've realized about myself i really enjoy doing i enjoy pushing all the edges mm -hmm. and just seeing how much my human can take on and experience yeah. in this life and I view it as play, yep. you know? Um, and I notice that where this shows up in like a shadow way mm -hmm. is that I take on a lot and I like, I get ahead of myself and my ego almost like, Oh, I can do anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm unstoppable. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at, look at all that I've done uh -huh. and all that I've taken on. And, you know, I can push those edges like a boss mm -hmm. and, um, I'm learning more and more about myself in this journey of being public or an, an online influencer. Mm -hmm. And I realized today I enjoy edge pushing. I enjoy doing all the things and seeing how much I can take on. And I see you and Alexa and a number of people doing all of the things. Mm -hmm you know, and it's so inspirational. And so I'm wondering if you have any advice for me with this and additionally other people who are in my field and relating to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that came up when you were like kind of riffing and asked that question is <clears throat> the more embodied I am, this is perfect because you kind of started this conversation out with talking about embodiment and the more embodied I am, the more powerful I am, the more confident, the more grounded. And this concept of embodiment, it's kind of a, a buzzword in the conscious community, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, sure. what does that actually fucking mean to be embodied? Uh, quite literally, it's to 
experience something within your body. It's to like be integrated within your body. That might be another way to describe it. And Mm -hmm. so there's physicality that comes with that. I find that the days and the seasons of life, generally speaking, when I'm in my body, when I'm doing breath work, um, when I'm playing basketball, when I'm doing yoga, when I'm lifting weights, when I'm doing polar plunging and like getting into, yeah, like fresh bodies of water and thing like going on runs. When I'm doing those kind of things, that is so strongly correlated to um, me being like a more confident, grounded, powerful version of myself. Like my projects go smoother. Um, my business is more successful. My relationships benefit. Um, my, yeah, like my intuitive leadership seems to be very much enhanced. So that like kind of improvisational, like in the moment leadership qualities, those things are, are much more dialed in. Um, so I think that that's sometimes overlooked, like a lot of hustlers and like entrepreneurs, that's an afterthought, like the, the self-care, right? Like the, the exercising, the, the being in the body, being in the sunshine, man, that's a, a powerful one. Sometimes when I'm really in the box, uh, so to speak, like I'm in front of my computer, I'm in my house, you know, I work from home there'll be like half a day that goes by. I'm like, shit, I haven't even fucking stepped outside yet. Like, what am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so having that awareness and having that be not an afterthought, but like the first thought that's so important yeah. to me. Um, and there's also the shadow side to that, right? There's the extreme. Uh, it's like, there's some people that they're so committed to their self-care practice. And I've, I've been here and I'm, I'm, I gotta be, I get to be real with myself when I realize this. Um, I can spend an entire day like being physically active, dialing in my supplements and my nutrition. And then before I know it, it's the end of the day. It's like, wait, did I actually do anything like really meaningful or was I just like all self-care stuff? Um, And so it's like being honest with myself. And sometimes that's what I want for that day. Sometimes there's several days in a row where it's like, hey, this is what I'm committed to is to like really filling up my cup and getting into my body and experiencing nature and like all those kind of things. So if that's my intention, great. But if I find that I'm a victim to, or I'm like using self-care as a crutch to avoid doing the things that I know are, are most important from like a deep purpose mission perspective, uh, then I gotta, I gotta be honest with myself and have like a real conversation. Like, okay, you're avoiding now is what you're doing. Like, and you're masking it with these really beautiful distractions but mm-hmm. well, let's come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can relate to that. I've found myself there too. And yeah, thank you for being so honest and, and raw about your experience. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I've found for myself with the word embodiment, as I mentioned, it's super alive in my field mm-hmm. is just putting that inspired action to work, you know, mm-hmm. um, not just saying you're going to do something, but actually doing it and voicing thoughts that might be circulating in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this moment and honor these thoughts by giving them a voice and embodying them. And you can then release that energy or integrate it or 
whatever is serving for you as an individual mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel I feel really good with all that was shared here, and I'm wondering if you have any closing statements or shares directly about authenticity that you wish to close with. Yeah. <clears throat> Something that came up, it, but like I just didn't in the flow of the conversation, I didn't express it, but I'll use this opportunity to do so. You know, a, a, a quote I've heard, and I believe this comes from the book, The Way of the Superior Man, which is like, wow, men and women so strongly recommend reading that book. Uh, I think it's like a foundational one that really brought language to and awareness around things I had experienced. But like, I just, this, the way it's described in this book is amazing, but it's your partner is not your therapist. So, mm. and that's, you know, talking about authenticity and radical honesty and mental transparency. Um, Alexa is not my therapist. And this is something I get to remind myself of because she's my life partner. Um, she's like, like, I love this woman with every ounce of my being. Um, and so with that comes the desire to share everything with her. And I think to maintain like a strong polarity, a strong attraction, connection, uh, I get to reserve some of my thoughts and feelings and emotions for my friends and specifically my, my brothers. So like the men in my life that I really admire and respect and that whose wisdom and counsel uh, I really benefit from. So yeah, your partner's not your therapist. You want a, a quick way to lose attraction, polarity, and ultimately, you know, kind of go in a downward spiral in an intimate relationship, start sharing everything with your partner. And, and I imagine you'll eventually get there. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Like I, I know of a lot of like older couples who have been in relationships for, you know, decades and <clears throat> they have maybe become really good friends and good life partners, but they also maybe haven't had sex and, you know, they maybe have it once every couple months, sometimes less, sometimes they just have a straight sexless marriage and that's okay. Like if you're aware of that and you're at least like, and that's, that works for you. But I think that most couples in a situation like that would say that's actually not what they most desire. They probably just have some fear and some complacency and some energy has just become par for the course for them. Uh, but they really desire to have that, that sexual connection, that intimacy and make no mistake, like sex is healing. Sex mm-hmm. does something that nothing else can. Like there is, I find that with Alexa and I, if there's a, you know, two, three, four days that goes by that we haven't had sex, there's just a tension, a, a, like a, an underlying tension that builds up. And then as soon as we do, it's like, oh, without words, without just, with just pure feeling and connection, we navigated like hours and hours of what might've been either direct processing conversation, um, you know, <laughs> therapist type of relationship, um, or just like festering in the mind and body that is just this subconscious chatter that's creating this energy that we don't want in our dynamic. Um, so all I have to say, wrapping that up in a pretty little bow, your partner is not your therapist. So strongly recommend having a band of brothers. If you're a man, a band of brothers to like connect with and share those, 
those pieces, um, especially around the intimate relationship. If you're a woman, same thing with women. Have a tribe of women mm -hmm. who you can have that kind of connection with. It's different. It's unique. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I second almost everything that you just said. And is there anything right now that's on your heart, any offerings that you wish to share with my listeners that maybe they can seek you out for guidance with? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity to share that. So there's certainly a few different things. I mean, number one would be I'm a men's coach. And so, yeah, I coach people around purpose cultivation, um, polarity, both in the context of like intimacy with a partner and just like lifestyle polarity, that strong attraction slash repulsion, that arc of energy between two poles, um, rites of passages, initiations, again, lifestyle design, things like that specifically for men. Um, so that's one. Uh, I also do in-person immersion experiences, um, both solo and in, within the context of the Mystic Misfits, like two brothers. Um, and so those are things where for over a weekend, we'll go all in with one to three people on some of those concepts I just outlined. Uh, and then actually right before this call, I had a, a meeting with someone who I'm planning a hunting trip with uh, here in November. And so it's going to be like a really primal um, initiation for men where there'll be um, between eight to 15 of us. We're going to go camp, hike, um, hunt wild big game deer. Um, we're going to have a sweat lodge. It's going to be like a serious hero's journey. Um, so those are a few of the things I got going on that are like most exciting to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I find myself extremely challenged in this moment to <laughs> be bet. authentic <laughs> with you. Um, uh -huh. I don't know if you remember this about me, but I am very hardcore. I do, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do not support killing animals. I just want that to be known to whoever is <laughs> listening and being here because um, – I just, I feel that on my heart. Totally. I feel that on my heart. Thank you for sharing that. I feel consciousness. That. Yeah, I feel consciousness in everything mm -hmm. and souls in everything, animals included. So mm -hmm. um, I do support you on your journey and what serves you. Mm -hmm. And if someone listening goes to that trip, then I'm happy for you and for them. And it just feels important to also speak to what is coming up for me as well of course like what a beautiful way to like explore the authenticity and like the fun comfortability then in like a way like this where I, like you have vegan tattooed on your chest I know that <laughs> like <laughs> and like as I was saying that I wasn't even necessarily consciously remembering that that's like a big part of your mission and your lifestyle and just like something that's very important to you and I love that we can express those things as like differing opinions and still like be so grounded in love for one another. Uh, a quote that I've heard, and I'll, I'll leave it at this for myself, that so resonates. And I first heard it from JP Sears. Um, maybe you got it from somewhere, it doesn't matter, but it's, I like to be in connection with people that are like-hearted, not necessarily like-minded. And what that means to mm -hmm. me is, I can be around like-minded people all day, people that think the same way as me, act the same way as me. And there's going to be a, a ceiling, a very real ceiling for my growth if I'm like always around those kind of people. However, if I'm 
more consistently in connection with people that are like-hearted, meaning they're coming from a place of just love foundationally, but they have maybe radically different uh, opinions and perspectives than I do. Being surrounded by those kind of people on a more consistent basis has catapulted me into so much more growth and expansion. So to that point, thank you for being one of those people, Serena. Oh, thank you so much, brother. There is a smile across <laughs> my face. And I'm just so glad that we were able to share in medicine and speak our truths mm. and be here right now in this present moment. So thank you. Amen, sister. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Authentically Me podcast. If you would like to book a reading or work one-on-one with Serena, get in touch with her at bookserenarose at gmail.com. To get involved and receive in a deeper way, become a patron by following the link www.patreon.com forward slash Serena Rose. You can also find me on Instagram under the handle Serena Rose Jarvis. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Remember to be you, be true, and be beautiful. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. I love you.